Okay, so I think we'll um, we'll get we'll get started. Um, so, hello and welcome to everybody uh, who's joining and who's just joined us, and, and welcome to what I hope will be a very informative, entertaining, and well, hopefully insightful webinar. Uh, and thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules this morning. But fingers crossed, you'll be able to go away uh, with insights and tips and tricks that you can put into action straight away at ten o'clock this morning uh, after this ends. Uh, so, as the title suggests, this is, session is focused around how to increase Amazon sales uh, for Q4, specifically Christmas, uh, this year. And this is really very much your chance to ask our experts uh, all of the burning questions on how to optimize your Amazon listings uh, and make the most of what is really, you know, a business critical time of year. Um, but first of all, a little housekeeping. Uh, so, as I said, this is your chance to ask the questions. So, use the Q&A function. Uh, on Zoom that, that Zoom kindly provide. Uh, submit your questions and I tell you what, it'd be really helpful for our panelists if you to include your industry and, uh, and um, seller type um, in your questions so they can really tailor the, their responses to you. Um, so Amazon, uh, Amazon as we know is uh, by far the biggest online retailer um, with 86% of people in the UK using it. Uh, last year, their sales soared by 56%, uh, and that equaled around nine, just around 19 million pounds. Uh, and in 2020, there were estimated around 16,000 new sellers in the UK alone. So it really emphasizes the need to get those listings to stand out uh, so you can increase your ranking and ultimately increase the sales. Uh, so in order to help us decipher uh, how to go about this in the best possible way. Let me introduce today's panelists, uh, who you should all be able to see. Uh, first of all, uh, from Mighty Social, we have Joel Davis. He's, he's the uh, co-founder and managing director of, of Mighty Social, working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Um, and then we have also joining him, we have uh, Charlie Walsh. Uh, he's a, a paid media manager at Mighty Social been working in the industry for ever such a long time. What he doesn't know about uh, paid social media is not worth knowing. Uh, and also with us today, uh, we're very pleased to have uh, Elise Mendel as well. So she's a creative director at Mighty Social and uh, she's gonna offer some really cool insights into optimizing your creative uh, to make those listings stand out. And last, but by no means least, our esteemed guest from uh, 360, the Amazon agency, we have Mohammed Osman as well. Uh, he's been working uh, on Amazon listings for a very long time. And again, has some incredible insights on how to make those listings stand out and, um, and, and get noticed. So as I said, uh, we have, uh, this is your chance. This is an open forum. This is not a pitch. Uh, this is your, your chance to ask these guys all those burning questions. Uh, that you've ever wanted to ask and you know they're they're prepared to give away some pretty big secrets here so don't hold back uh, use the Q&A function and um, and we'll see what they have to say uh, I'll get the ball rolling um, just if I may uh, Joel I'd like to come to you first um, perhaps you could tell us why you think having a dual agency approach to Amazon is uh, so important for optimizations you know why have mighty social join forces with 360 today you know what what do both think what do both bring to the table well social is what, and what we, we what we focus on particularly instagram and facebook dominates the experience that users have when they're looking for products when they're relaxing and having having a good time and it dominates their phone as well 
and particularly with the data that, that Facebook and Instagram and any other social channels can, can give means that we can be, you can be highly relevant with the types of messages and the brand and the trust elements of what we're saying. And obviously, as we know with Amazon, almost nine out of 10 consumers use Amazon to buy. So the combination of finding uh, the right people with the right type of message and, and combined with a place which is very convenient for them to purchase, I think there's something like 13 million prime subscribers just in the UK alone, means it's a, it's a perfect match. And, and whilst we're on uh, the, the Christmas in the, in the Q4 this year, I think it's even more relevant now than ever because we're past the COVID uh, challenge in some way um, with regards to how we can produce product. But what we're finding is the supply chain is a massive issue for Amazon resellers. So the, the choice is to run out of stock or to build a brand, increase the price and make more margin. And that is probably a very good option for many Amazon sellers. And social could play a very big role in helping to improve the trust, improve the brand, therefore improve the price to get around some of these supply chain issues of, of Q4. Yeah, no, that's yeah, pretty interesting. So Mo, I'd like to come to you now. Uh, put you on the little put put you on the spot a little bit. So obviously we're in Q4, we're in the we're in the we're in the belly of it. Uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas all around the corner. How do you see this year playing out uh, compared to previous years? You know, what changes uh, can you make to your listings to um, to get yourselves ready for, for Q4? Well, I think it's a it's a very exciting time for e-commerce, as I'm sure you'll all agree. Um, Q4, we're expecting a very big Q4 this year. Uh, uh, e-commerce has been on the rise. Uh, for the last 10 or so years, and that's been boosted undoubtedly by COVID. It was, it was always heading in that direction, but it's only been, this, this, this process has only been sped up uh, by COVID. Um, and I would say online sales are about 27% of all retail sales now. Uh, so you can see the massive impact that will have on your business. Uh, so top tips that I can give you uh, for the holiday season is don't forget your holiday season keywords. Uh, the, the, the number of times I see people forgetting uh, and brands forgetting about their holiday season keywords. So using word, finding uh, phrases and long tail uh, keywords like using the words gifts and presents work so well across so many different categories and, and the, the, the volume, the search volume increases uh, massively during that period. So keep an, eye, keep an eye on your holiday season keywords. But yeah, we're expecting, we're expecting a massive Q4, even with all the supply chain issues, as Joel mentioned, uh, with the freight costs, container costs all going up, but we still expect a, a very good Q4. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and Elise, so yeah, we touched on a little bit about, you know, keywords and whatnot, Mo was saying there. Uh, from your point of view, what are the quickest creative wins uh, that, you can, that people can implement to optimize those listings for Q4? So first things first, I think it's really essential to get the basics down pat and make sure all the positions um, that you have available are filled with good creative following, you know, basic do's and don'ts of best practice on Amazon. So it's, it's actually amazing how many businesses don't, op don't optimize their content based on these guidelines, but that's the really, I would say, first thing to, to get correct. Secondly, then it's a great time to start adding some festive cheer to your Amazon marketplace, reminding buyers, as Mo pointed out, that you know, your product is a possible gift or a stocking stuffer. 
So this can be featured both in the messaging and the keywords, as Mo said, but also in the creative, the imagery as well. So how can you do this? You can add some graphics and some, you know, uh, video sort of animations to make things festive, add some holiday call to actions. Um, for example, spread some cheer this Christmas, or, you know, these are your Christmas holiday must-haves, add this to your wish list. Those kind of things can make a huge difference in terms of um, getting people to convert at this time of year. So, you know, these things can be added onto the images. They can be sort of feature snow particles, Christmas trees, um, anything to optimize your content at this time of year is really gonna make your page stand out as well. Um, and, you know, you can make a second storefront and then just do this, make these changes for this time of year. And then when the period is over, switch it back to your normal marketplace. And um, quite easily, this is this can be done. So that's what I would suggest. I would even suggest doing this one to two weeks before Black Friday. So that's actually coming up right around the corner. Um, and then the last thing I would say is really focusing on the A plus content. So that can be done. All the optimizations can be made across your A plus content as well. So it's not just in your normal listings. Um, it's within the A plus content as well. There's a bit like um, retail stores, store actual physical stores, bricks and mortar stores, putting up Christmas decorations now as soon as Halloween's out of the way. So people getting in the um, exactly. getting in the mood. Yeah, interesting. No, that's good. Exactly. Yeah, and we were saying, you know, this has sort of started earlier and earlier, and and it may feel like it's really early, but this is you know the time where consumers are going to start thinking about their gifts, especially with the supply chain issues that we're faced with. So people are starting their shopping early and you know getting into their mindset that this is the time to pick up those essential gifts is a really good way to grab um grab your consumers early and make those conversions yeah. just to jump in there quickly as well uh, on the topic of timing it's, it's never too early i mean when it comes to holiday season planning these things happen from from summertime where we start to think about these things as you know once it gets closer to q4 your cost is going to be going up uh, and it's going to be much harder to gain ranking then. So the earlier, the better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've, um, I've just got another question just quickly that this popped into my mind. Uh, so we've got, we've, we've opted, we've, we've done our creative. We've got that festive. We've got, we've sorted out our keywords. That's all good to go. Um, Charlie, what about bringing actual, getting people to those listings? You know, what, um, you know, how can paid social really enhance that, you know, your strategy for this time of year on Amazon? Yeah, for sure. Uh, first thing I want to say is everyone brought up some great points that I could probably touch on all day, but um, there's two areas to the paid social stuff. So essentially I have the joy of working across different platforms and, and, and utilizing them the best way possible. For Amazon specifically, I feel like for Amazon users or people that sell them via Amazon, if people are going directly to the page, that job's already done. They're already a customer. But essentially, in the build-up to Black Friday, in the build-up to Christmas, what we want to do is build a prospect and an audience or, 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 or get some traffic towards the site, whether it be helping Amazon listings, whether it be just sales, whether we're looking at customer intent. And there's a variety of different ways of that. So paid social can help before and after. On Facebook and Instagram specifically, or Pinterest or TikTok, the variety of targeting that we can do um, for prospecting to put them into a marketing funnel is 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 fantastic it really is um it's, it's a lot more than what amazon are able to provide at the moment and when we're looking at key metrics 
there's not just ROAS, cost per purchase, revenue, and all these other areas, but we want to be looking at stuff like cost per click, um, reach, impressions, and all these other bits to actually understand, okay, cool, one, what sort of audience that we've targeted are interacting with the brand or interested in us, because that helps shape our overall marketing strategy. Um, but two, the, the, the array of demographic audience segmentation available that's out there is fantastic. Um, and the other way of doing stuff is traffic campaigns, brand awareness campaigns. The money tends to be ultra low. So it's not just a case where you're just throwing money at it and hoping for the best. It's a case where you're able to determine a specific audience that work for you and obviously tailor the campaign from there. And I think from that afterwards, what we're able to do is look at the metrics from each campaign and go, okay, cool. Does that creative work? So at least I know obviously touched on what creative might work for that. But obviously we can we can go live with a, a static image. We can go live with a video, a carousel, whatever might work. And you go, actually, okay, cool. That's what works for our brand. And that's what people interact with the best. What do I need to put onto Amazon to change it uh, organically? So it, it, it ties into a much bigger conversation, a much bigger picture, a much bigger strategy of, of how to work things. And like I said, it's just about having that visibility on other platforms and driving it from other areas to actually be able to help things organically anyway. So that being said, um, it could be Facebook and Instagram for brand awareness or demographic targeting, interest-based stuff, lookalike stuff. It could be Pinterest for targeting specific keywords. Um, and like I said, it might, it might even be around the gifting season. But all these, all these little ways of targeting and, and spending efficiently can only help enhance strategy um, and, yeah, obviously, hopefully boost Amazon rankings and um, Amazon sales. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mo, what, um, how important is that then in terms of Amazon rankings and listings? getting traffic to them, how important is, is sort of bringing new people in to, to the uh, overall rankings of Amazon? Well, your, your organic rankings are, are paramount, to be honest. Um, when it comes to the divide of sales between organic sales and ad sales, you want 80%. Your, your, your aim uh, should be at least 80% of sales coming organically. And that comes from your ranking. Uh, you need to make sure that your ranking very well for the keywords that you're targeting in your category. So you can do that using social. And uh, a very um, a good example of when you use social is once you've maxed out your uh, Amazon audience, you can do it, of course, before you max out. Uh, for example, on a launch, if you want to target a specific keyword, uh, you can create super URLs and embed keywords into your, into your ads, which will then attribute the sale to that keyword. Um, but a lot of the time, the brands that we speak to, uh, they come to us saying, well, we want to spend, uh, we're trying to spend 30K a month. We're already spending uh, 15K or we want to spend 10K. We're already spending 3K. How do we, how do we get this extra spend, uh, media spend out there? And a very good source of that, uh, of traffic is social. Uh, so you can bring in external traffic once you've maxed out your Amazon audience. There's no, on every category, there's going to be uh, a limit, a roof to the, to the audience uh, and the sales that you can generate from just that platform alone. And once you reach that roof, you need to have a plan uh, on how to move forward and how to keep driving growth. And social plays a major part in that. I think uh, 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 you've raised some great points there. I think the other side of stuff as well is talking about the time period there is Amazon ads are specifically in general, if you put all your budget towards that, they're going to be ultra competitive to be bidding against, especially on people's pages and stuff like that. 
So it's being able to allocate the budget evenly and actually working out a strategy that works for you a little bit earlier. So like I said, if it is a brand awareness piece, there's no reason why we can't start trying to drive the manual rankings up. Uh, so that means we're higher up on the actual organic page later on down the line. And just sort of looking at the bigger picture to refine that strategy around this obviously massively busy and competitive period. And, and as Charlie said, as you said earlier, um, building audiences on Facebook is only going to help you down the line when you're launching products, when you're trying to um, boost the ranking again of a, an existing product. You've already got an audience that you know is targeted that you can then send your ads to with a special offer. For sure. And it's like back and forth between me and you at the moment, but pretty much like um, if you're a small to medium sized business, for example, it's just about helping the overall strategy for marketing as opposed to just a paid social strategy anyway. Understanding that there's actually an audience out there via uh, prospecting that works using CRM data, turf for lookalikes, whatever it might be, but actually um, the, the, the small to medium sized business is able to spend a little bit more efficiently and they actually understand the audience, what they respond to and stuff like that. And that can only help everything moving forward after that. No problem. We've got a question coming from one of our, uh, from one of the attendees. Uh, Sarah asks, uh, what percentage of Amazon revenue should be allocated towards your Amazon PPC spend? Should this percentage change during Q4? Um, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let Mo lead on that one. I'm sure Charlie will probably have something to say. Uh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no specific answer for that. It all depends on the context, the category you're in. Um, the, the stage your business is in, whether it's in a launch, whether it's matured, uh, you need to really analyze your market and test. So test and learn beforehand. You won't, you won't have a, as good an idea. Of, you, can, you can do your estimates. You can use all the different tools to estimate how much you need to spend. But until you actually go in there, uh, find out what the prospect clicks are, find out what the conversion rates are. Of course, you can use, use benchmark stats, but no data is going to be as good as real data that you run a test on and then had a look at the data and then made your decisions from that. Um, you, it's not as if to say, oh, you need to spend 15% of your sales on, um, on PPC. It's not as straightforward as that. I wish it was, but uh, sometimes in life things are not so straightforward. And, and, and to add on to that, I think it also depends from the PPC side of stuff, what you're actually offering, what sort of campaigns you can set up and what sort of things you can be targeting as well. So looking at keyword search volume, how competitive is it around that period? How many sort of campaigns, ad groups and ads can you set up from that? Does it make sense for that period and stuff like that? So there's not one set answer. It's pretty much what you can offer at the right time. And does it make sense to bid? I don't know, you, you might look and go, um, someone's got all the impression shares, so therefore, actually, you're not really going to get a piece of the pie. But in actual fact, you just need to be a little bit smarter about stuff and focus maybe on a, a different product range, using different keywords, and, and, and it all stems from there. But the, 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 art, the, the question to go in, is there a strict percentage on stuff? No, it is not. It's, it's case-by-case basis, to be fair. Uh, a, a, good, a good way to, just to add on to what Charlie said, a good way to approach it is to look at, your tacos, which is your total uh, sales versus your advertising spend. Uh, and typically you want to keep that uh, lower than 10%. So if you can do that, then you're around, you're, you're, you're on the right path. But then again, it depends what stage you are in your business. If you're launching, then of course your tacos is going to be much higher. Um, and if you're matured, then your tacos is going to be much lower. So uh, keep tacos in mind, all the, uh, front of mind all the time. 
Uh, I know a lot of brands who uh, typically focus on ACOS, but ACOS is um, it's an advertising optimization tool. It's not a way to measure and analyze your business and make business decisions from. It's there to help you advertising. It's not there to uh, uh, allow you to make business decisions. That's TACOS, total sales versus spend. Interesting. Um, Mo, you touched a little bit about testing and learning and learning from that. So Elise, I wanted to ask you a question about creative and um, how can you implement uh, creative testing to uncover what your audience is you know, responding to the best? So when it comes to testing, there's different ways of doing that. There's software you can use. Um, for example, Splitly allows you to test small changes on your listing. So for example, you change one image, you change one word, and then it, then it provides you with a significance level. You can also try this manually. So um, Mo can give you a bit more information on doing that manually. But um, you know, there's also ways of testing your A-plus content through um, managing your experiments and looking at, as I said, product imagery. So looking at which imagery highlights, highlighting different features of the product. So versus a lifestyle image, for example, um, looking at different headline messages, so different types of engaging headlines to motivate customers to learn more about your products. Um, even the way your structure is laid out in terms of you know, images versus videos, um, if the video, let's say, comes first, if it comes at the end. Um, but the best way of testing is to choose one variable to change in this content. And if you change more than one, then you're really sort of ruining your opportunity to get that meaningful data that will pinpoint what's actually engaging your customers. Um, and Mo, do you wanna pop in and discuss how to do that manually? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, when it comes to the manual testing, um, I think Alice is referring to your advertising. Um, I have been um, speaking to Helium 10 because I need them to make a tool that can do it automatically without us having to do it all manually. Uh, but for now, we're going to have to do it manually. So, for example, testing, testing on your sponsored brands ads. So, testing the creative there. Can you test your title? Can you test your, your logo image? Instead of having just your logo, can you put another product in there? And how does that affect your sales? So it's all about testing. So instead of having just one sponsored brand ad, create three different ones, three different titles, or three different uh, lead images. However, you want to test it. Just make sure you're testing your creative. And the same goes, for example, for a video ad. Uh, can you test the video? Can you change the length of the video? Can you change the arrangement of the video? Can you uh, change what the video is about? Uh, and how does that affect sales? So it's always testing, testing, never rest on your laurels, but it's always day one that comes in. And, and, and to add on to that, it's, it's pretty much the same in paid social, looking at different formats and how they work with a particular audience. Therefore, normally when I, if we set up an ad group, we, we will test static versus video, versus collection, versus dynamic catalog, versus carousel, all these, all these different ways. And then naturally you'd optimize for the, for the best creative and then sort of work it from there. So, um, Pretty much what you both have touched on is what we would do for paid social anyway. Um, so, so the learning and, and, and the thought behind it and the process is, is, is pretty much the same across across all of them. Also, I have to say, I mean, Amazon really is a commodity business for many, many organisations. It's all about price and that can get into a dangerous place. The use of quality of images, the value proposition, 
is it just a thing or is it a solution to something a bit more glamorous? Um, how, how images portray particular features in a way which is unique and different to your competitors. How you manage to use that to price, to also give a perception of value. All of this will be the difference between potentially a business that is struggling to make a margin to a business that is, is growing. Um, and as Elise said, by changing one or two elements or one element ideally at a time, you can see actually what are the things that make the biggest difference to your business compared to your competitors. And further to Joel's point, I think it's really, really important to immediately convey trust. So it's not just down to price. You want to you know, get your customers immediately looking at your offering and getting that, gaining that feeling of trust right away. Um, whether that's in your reviews, whether that's um, showing your product in its best light and making sure that you're revealing all, you know, what's behind the scenes as well, um, talking about your delivery, um, just making sure all those touch points are, you know, front and center and that you're, you're um, putting yourself out there as being trustworthy. I think that can make a big difference as well. Awesome. Um, so as I said, yeah, keep, keep questions coming in via the uh, Q&A function. We've had another one come in, actually. I think this is one probably best for Charlie. Um, we've touched on metrics a little bit, but could you be, what would you say was the, um, uh, what, what, what metrics of the campaigns can we look at to sort of to, to establish the success of these sorts of things? Can you get going? Yeah, for sure. Questions? Obviously, it depends on the campaign goal. Um, if we're looking at sales purely, and I know obviously this is for Amazon, we'll be using Amazon API for attribution. Um, that is the simple stuff, uh, link clicks, uh, cost per purchase, uh, ROAS, revenue, the, 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 the metrics you want to see from an e-commerce standpoint, the be all and end all, if, if, if you want to say that. But in actual fact, for brand awareness, traffic campaigns, and, and, and a variety of other stuff to, to, to help shape actually getting so many eyes on the campaign, it's really stuff looking at cost per click, conversion rate, click-through rate, right reach impressions and stuff like that and it's not necessarily a case of just looking at that but if you, i always say but if you're a small to medium-sized business especially for the ios changes for facebook in particular it's about looking at the bigger picture if you've only just got a shopify store for example and then you obviously you branch out to amazon and stuff like that and then you're building um, a, a paid social strategy which includes amazon which includes facebook which includes pinterest you work out oh, okay cool i'm spending ten thousand pound a month and actually I'm making back £50,000 a month. You could do an overall ROAS from that and go, actually, cool, does this make sense for what I'm doing? If the majority of spend is going towards Facebook and actually that's driving the most clicks and, and, and this is working in this particular area. It's, it's, it's that. So for e-commerce in particular, the be all and end all is, is ROAS. It's always going to be because essentially you want to know how much money you're making versus your marketing spend. Um, but for, for, for other platforms, for sure, for Pinterest and stuff like that, it's not necessarily the driver of, okay, cool, you're going to have so many conversions, but the eyes and the, and the availability to, to, to get people viewing your product, clicking through to your page or a landing page you want to send them to with a list of your products, whatever it might be. Um, it's, it's about using the metrics to help shape everything sort of moving forward. So I know there's a variety of, of different things then. I, I touched on quite a few metrics, but it, it makes sense for each campaign goal, depending on, on what you're after. You know, if you're just starting out and you're, you're trying to boost stuff and get as many eyes on CPC, 
it's, it's probably one of the biggest ones because you're actually going right people clicking through to this link and it, i'm getting eyes on it and we're building some sort of pixel data and 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 getting them into a marketing funnel um but if it's purely sales that you're going after then it's going to be cost per purchase versus average order value it's going to be return on ad spend it's going to be uh, revenue how many purchases you're getting what sort of pe stuff people are buying using the catalog to shape um um what products they're clicking through on all the all these other things that that, that help shape stuff but um but yeah in a well-rounded <laughs> way there's, there's there's quite a few different metrics you can play with there so okay we're getting quite a few questions coming in about creative. So Elise and, and Mo as well, I think would be, this is on you. Um, we've got a question here about sponsored brand video. Um, what experiences have you seen from that and uh, how, effective have you, how effective have you seen, have you found this new advertising type? Do you, do you want me to answer this Elise? You go for it, Mo. <laughs> so uh, sponsored brand uh, video ads are one of the best performing ads on, on Amazon, uh, I think. On e-commerce in general, in e-commerce in general, uh, video advertising is very effective. Um, I'm not sure if there are many other advertising formats that are more effective um, and are able to persuade a customer as much as a video. Uh, this is why we always uh, emphasize on testing your videos. Make sure you put the, it is, it is an investment. We do understand that, um, but we advertise all of our, all of our brands to, use video advertising to their advantage because Amazon has given you the ability to use video. We've been waiting for video to come out for so many years and now that it's here, you don't want to use it. It's not, that's, not, that's not what we want to see really. Um, make sure you use all the tools that are available to you. As Elise said earlier, make sure you're using all of your images. Make sure you have a video. These, these things are there to help you make a sale. Uh, it's not as if you, the customer can't touch the product. You need to remember that the customer is behind the screen looking at a product and all they can do is take the information from the screen there. And if you haven't given them enough information to persuade them, then your conversion rates won't be as good. And if your conversion rates are not as good, your ranking won't be as good. If your ranking is not as good, then your organic sales are not going to be as good and the, the Amazon flywheel, you know. So you need to make sure that you're using all the weapons available to you. Um, on Mo's point, I, I do think it is very important to make sure your video is really high quality. Um, you know, just for the sake of having a video, you should really, you know, <laughs> push yourself a little bit more and invest in high quality video because if your consumers are going to come upon a video that doesn't tell them anything, you know, and it's just there for the sake of it, it's, it's not going to be effective. Um, you know, that sounds quite simplistic, but it actually <laughs> makes quite a big difference to have a really sort of powerful, high quality video that gets your messaging across in the first few seconds that, you know, as Mo said, shows your product and, and interaction with the product and how it works and, and what the benefits are. I know that's a lot to ask in one short video, but, you know, there are ways of doing that. And, you know, I, I think you should consult the experts and really try and push um, the creative so that it, it gets those messages across in the video. Because that's, it is one video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a lot to hang on there. <laughs> it's a challenge, isn't it? And yeah. that, these aren't quite nice. Another question that's come in, actually, Elise. Um, what's more important? Is it quality of creative or quantity of creative? I have a feeling I know what the answer of this is going to be, but uh, I think it's a, it's a valid question. Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, it is sort of <laughs> the money question and sort of the 
the thing that's going to make the difference and make you stand out versus your competitors. So, you know, we've touched upon it's really essential to get, you know, all your positions filled with, you know, they say the sweet spot is somewhere around six images, even we think seven images is better. Um, you know, getting that video, um, making sure all your slots are filled. But at the same time, as I just pointed out, you know, if you're, if you're filling your slots with okay creative, I would say, you know, five slots with amazing shots, a fantastic high quality video, A plus content that really stands out. I think that's going to push you in a better, more successful position rather than sort of, you know, okay creative that just ticks all the boxes. Um, you know, you, you want your customers immediately being converted when they see something flashy or something that, you know, makes immediate sense to them and conveys exactly what the product is, is doing or how it can help you. Um, and, you know, going back to my earlier point about trust and just immediately builds up that trust. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's different for different for social, I would say, you know, we always say um, quality over quantity, but in this case, I would say both are important, but, you know, you, you've got to fill up as many slots as you can, but at the same time, it should be really high quality. So I don't know if that answers your question. It's worth investing. Just, just to add in a little bit there, Alistair, as well, um, as, as, as an Amazon seller, you have two jobs. Your first one is to be your product to be found, and your second is once the product is found, can you persuade the customer to purchase? And that question you asked there alludes to the second point I just made. So having higher quality images is gonna help your customer prefer. And as we said earlier, you need good conversion rates, otherwise you will be penalized in the, the, the ranking algorithm. Awesome. Uh, we've got another question in um, around product titles. Um, Sarah says that she's had a lot of had lots of challenges updating product titles on Vendor Central. Even with brand registry, they just don't seem to pull through to the listing. Uh, Mo, have you found the same with any of your clients? This this does happen quite a lot. So it's as there's no easy answer to this. It's more just persistence. You have to keep opening cases with them, keep going at them, give them a phone call, give them an email, let them know uh, what the problem is. Be as clear as possible. Um, when you're explaining it to the um, case handlers over at Amazon, but it is a case of persistence and continuing to keep getting at them because Amazon, they will, they not everything will go to plan straight away. Sometimes you make changes on your listing and they don't pull through on the front end when they should pull in within 15 minutes. Sometimes they'll pull in once you refresh, it pulls in. Um, other times it won't pull in after an hour, after a few hours. You need to raise the case with Amazon be persistent uh, and, and, and stay, stay on the case with them. I hope that answers your question, um, Sarah. Uh, we've got about just about 10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes uh, left of the session. Uh, we've got another question come in from uh, Francesca. Uh, Charlie, I think this is probably one best for you. Uh, which platforms uh, in terms of paid social can be utilized and how would you advise best utilizing them? Yeah, I mean, it depends on, 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 on what the offer is, you know, it depends on, on, on the demographic of people using it, it depends on the content you've got also. If you've got some really great, fantastic visual static images and all you're driving really is brand awareness, then there's no reason why it can't go on Pinterest with the right keywords being targeted, with the right interest being targeted. Um, all in all, Facebook and Instagram is always going to be the winner just because they've had years and years and years of 
not necessarily having a monopoly for this type of marketing, but they've done their research. The, the, the things that are available to, 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 to roll out is, is, is endless, really. Um, but obviously more and more, what we're, what we're thinking about and, and more as more features come out is stuff like TikTok and Snapchat can work equally as well in regards to driving traffic and, and, and getting in front of people in the right way, you know. Um, it's pretty much what Lisa and I have been saying about content specifically and how a product looks good, but in actually utilising the marketing images for each platform also. So for TikTok, for example, it's very user-generated content. It's very much like um, DIY. It's very much um, relatable content and stuff like that. So in regards to just having fantastic product shots that look good, on the flip side of stuff as well, there's no reason why we can't create extra bit of content tailored to each platform. So TikTok, for example, if it's a, a T-shirt, you can get it, unbox it, hold it up to the camera and stuff like that. Things that, I don't know, just people will relate to and, and, and naturally gravitate towards. Um, Facebook and Instagram, like I said, is always going to be the winner. Um, and that's where you look at their metrics in isolation for like CPC and stuff like that because it is so competitive on the mobile ones. Whereas Pinterest has its strong areas, TikTok has its strong areas and stuff like that. But for e-commerce, which is essentially what Amazon ads are, it'll be pretty much um, Facebook and Instagram as the first standpoint is what you should look at anyway, um, whether it be shaping a strategy or whether it be looking at results after that. You know? I would also say particularly this time of year is to, to think about who, who is actually influencing the purchase. Is it for a gift or is it for the user to use themselves? Because that will affect not only the channel you use, so you have the pester power from Snapchat and TikTok and you have the buying power from Facebook or Amazon, but also the, the creative. Because some people might be interested in using it, some people aren't interested in using it, but they're interested in the benefits it can give the gift giver they're giving. Um, so I, I would put the user right at the front and that will help identify the channel and animosity. Cool, excellent. Well, thank you very much indeed. So yeah, we, we've got uh, yeah eight minutes. So get your questions in. Um, Mo, I'm interested to know about stock. And one of the things uh, I hear quite a lot is people running out of stock and uh, you know we, we and, and they're running into issues there is there a perfect time when leading up to q4 to start thinking about your stock and making sure that you're you're ready to go for sure as, again as early as possible uh, as of course the, the the supply chain issues right now with covid uh, is really affecting brands brands are running out of inventory they're even slow they're even um decreasing the discount they usually give on Black Friday just so that they can have extra stock and that they don't run out of stock. Um, I wish there was a magic wand you could just wave and say, okay, stock issues are sorted, but that's not the case at the moment. And stock is very important uh, for the Amazon algorithm as uh, it's one of the factors that influences your position. So if you're running out of stock or don't have much stock of your products, Amazon doesn't really want to show you. Um, why would it? Doesn't make sense. So you're gonna run out of stock and then they can no longer make money on you. Um, so staying in stock and having a good uh, inventory forecast and being able to uh, predict where you're gonna end up is very important. So I'll keep a close eye on that. Thank you, thank you. And um, I've got one last question coming here from, um, from Darian. He asks, uh, Mo, what, We've heard a lot about um, PPC and advertising and whatnot from everyone. If I haven't got a lot of budget, 
what's the one thing that you would recommend I do to my Amazon listings to get them pushed up the rankings? Good question. What's the number one thing you can do? Um, I would say uh, work on your listing. So before trying to do any sort of advertising, before trying to spend money directing people to your listing, make sure your listing is tip top. You don't want to be sending people to uh, a, a listing that's not optimized. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go into a store that's not filled and looking lovely and then start purchasing stuff. It, doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. So why would you spend money to send people to a listing which isn't optimized, which doesn't have all the images uh, that you can have, which doesn't have a video, which doesn't have a great description, which doesn't have A plus content. It doesn't make sense. Make sure that you work on your listing optimize it as, uh, as much as you can, and then think about sending traffic there. Uh, because again, conversion rate plays a massive factor in the, in the A9 or now A10 algorithm. I'd also want to say as well, obviously I'm, I know I'm coming from a paid social standpoint, but Mo touched on some great points there about making sure that everything organically is sorted pretty much there. Like we, paid social can do the job of actually getting someone to the page, getting someone to take an action that you want them to. But if the action that you've got them to do on paid social doesn't match up to what they're expecting afterwards, then therefore that's just not going to work out. So it pretty much works with what Mo said is like, make sure everything's in order before you start trying to throw money at it and stuff like that. You make sure that the, the, the key basics are done organically and then obviously focus on a, a real refined strategy after that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to add that onto Mo's point. That's interesting. Okay, so we're, we're just about out of time, um, but I just wanted to mention that Mighty Social and Amazon Agency 360 are offering um, Amazon sellers free strategy sessions. Uh, so head to the uh, URL that's on the screen at the moment uh, to book your free Amazon, uh, free Amazon strategy session or indeed paid social strategy session. Uh, and they can seriously take a look at and get, get, into the, get into the metrics, get into the results and work out ways for some quick wins uh, both from a creative point of view, a targeting point of view, and an Amazon listing point of view as well. Uh, so I'm just going to open this up to the panelists now. Has anyone got any closing remarks they would like to add just before before we uh, let everyone get on with their day? For, for me, I, I think the, 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 it's really important to continually assume that your competitors are doing a good job and how you get your product to stand out, to pop, in front of them and to, and, to, and to get that emotional as well as that rational appeal. And it seems quite um, saturated market on Amazon, but by using, I believe, social in the right way, you can really make a difference to what your brand means to consumers um, and give you a, 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 the best possible fighting chance to, to succeed and grow. Excellent. Well, listen, thank you ever so much to our panellists, uh, Charlie, Joel, Elise and Mohammed, uh, for joining us this morning. And thank you to everyone that's attended. I understand everyone's, but it's a very busy time of year. And uh, thank you for taking the time uh, to sit and listen to us this morning. Uh, as I said, book your free strategy session. Uh, use the URL that's on the screen now. Uh, we will be sending emails out to everybody after this uh, with details as well. And until next time, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.